Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another powerful episode of 1111 Talk Radio. I'm very excited about my guest today. She has been on before and has released an amazing, beautiful, wonderful book called Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. Uh, My guest today is Carrie Hummingbird, and she is... Uh, a soul guide, a channel of and the embodiment of White Eagle, an ascended master who specializes in rainbow light activation of human DNA. She is the number one international best-selling author of The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, and her new book, Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound, has just released. She has served as a social activist, a leader, a phil- philanthropist for over three decades And she is the founder of the Skills Not Pills movement and the host of the Soul Nectar show. I want to read you a few words from her new book, Love is Fierce. Strong, wise women are the weavers of the web of family and community. When in their rightful place of honor, our families, communities, and planet thrive from the benefit of the intuition, deep listening, divine connection, and fierce love of wise women. Our wise women support and teach our new mothers how to hold compassionate, loving presence for our children. And the words they speak come from wisdom earned through direct experience, not from outside authority, but from inner authority. Again, this is from her beautiful new book, Love is Fierce. You can find out more about Carrie at CarrieHummingbird.com or MotherWoundBook.com. But without further ado, welcome, Carrie, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you for having me back. I so appreciate this opportunity to share the messages. This is really a, a powerful message right now. I think at the very core of all of us, whether we are men or women, and particularly if we are women, the mother wound is integral to truly coming back into our wholeness and our healing. And it is the very core piece that must be uh, understood, embraced, acknowledged, held, blessed, and transformed within each one of us to create uh, healthy new human beings coming into the planet and to support our Mother Earth and our our uh, lineages that are to move forward. Talk about um, what inspired you to write this book, and I'd also love to know how you were transformed through the writing of this book. Oh, beautiful, yes. Well, as you know, I published the Second Wave book um, in July 2019, and I thought, okay, great, I'm going to go on book tour. This is awesome. And then I got the tap. I said, no, not quite yet. You're going to write another book. And uh, I heard Love is Fierce, and I heard The Mother Wound, and I thought, oh, here we go. (laughs) Okay. So, um, you know, the Second Wave book was a very easy book to write. It was very quick. Three months, the thing was written. It was done. This book was not like that. This book was um, guided by White Buffalo Calf Woman, who is um, a teacher of sacred ceremony for the Lakota people. And uh, she has returned with the White Buffalo. This is the time of the White Buffalo. It's the time of peace. And we have to claim that peace. That's what we get to do. We get to claim peace out of fear. And we do it by reconnecting with Mother Earth. And so when she reconnected with me, I thought, okay, well, this makes sense because I have been working on things that look like the mother wounds in my life. I've been looking on, uh, working on relationship with my own mother, 
um, my relationships with my sons, um, my relationship with my the father of my children, um, who is my um, former spouse. And, um, you know, so a lot was up for me, and I knew that this was a territory I needed to explore. And as I started exploring this, when I began the exploration, you know, I realized, you know, this is an inquiry I have been in since my dad passed away. My dad passed away um, three years ago. Mm. And, you know, when he, he was just a really huge, generous spirit. And I talk about him, um, his uh, connection with White Eagle in, in the second wave book. But my dad was um, clearly an old soul. He was just one of those people that other people gravitated towards. It's like if he was in a room, people started gravitating towards him to find out who he was and what was going on. Um, if he was in a room with dogs, the dogs were all at his feet and in his lap. <laughs> so he was just that person. And he was a very loving person, very understanding, very unconditionally loving. So um, when I was getting ready to go on my mission, um, I knew I had a big mission and I knew I had to get out there and I had to start doing the work. And for anybody who's feeling that call to purpose, like this is kind of what it looks like. You've got to heed that call, even if it causes some temporary disruption in your family. So that's what I was being called to do because, of course, my my family was not very pleased about um, me writing my first books about my divorce and about my recovery and the things I realized about my marriage and all of these things were not really things that my family wished I had brought publicly. So there was already a lot of unrest. And when my dad passed away, what happened was all of that unrest became very evident Whereas before, he was sort of the glue holding it all together. And then he left. There was no more glue. And everything really fell apart. Now, in the falling apart is really scary because it feels like rejection from your family, from the people who are supposed to love you and, and care for you and, and be there for you. And so I had started already exploring this, this um, what it felt like family bullying. It felt like um, being rejected and outcasted and um, and it felt like being really disrespected in front of my children and um, things like that. And I talk about some of the the milder things in the book that were going on to give an example of the kind of thing I was experiencing. Um, so I was already, so when I got the tap, I said, okay, I know exactly why I'm writing this book. Of course, I need to heal this within myself. You know, you, you speak of so many people when they venture on their spiritual path and they start to to move into that more authentic self, they will come across bumping up against families, uh, bumping up against the pushback or realizing that the family of origin uh, is the family they were born into that is, is likely going to be the ones that create the wounding and create all of the dissidents that they have to then go back and heal. And, and that, again, it goes back to the mother uh, but it but it also goes back to that that continued family dynamic that we keep passing along. Can you speak to a little more to that, Carrie? Absolutely. <clears throat> yes, I think when I, you interviewed me last time, I was talking about this exact thing, and I was saying, well, you know, um, your book of fate is the book of fate that it comes in to help you to claim your dharma. It's the thing that comes in to help you to learn. Um, the karmic paths that you need to understand and navigate as a leader in order to support other people, you know, because if you're on this path, I think there's 
many different paths on earth, but if you're on the path of the messenger or the healer or the leader of light or any of that, then this is definitely part of the path is to, um, to realize that your people surrounding you and your family of origin don't necessarily understand what the heck you're talking about. You know, like they don't get it and they just haven't gotten it the whole time. You know, maybe you have one or two people that understand what you're talking about and everybody else is like, "Mm, that doesn't really resonate for me. So that was definitely my experience. And when my dad passed away, it was so painful because, you know, my family means a lot to me, actually. And um, it means so much to me and my mom, especially, that it was that was the last place I wanted to look to see what needed healing within myself. I was so resistant to looking there, even with like really blatant, obvious things (laughs) to saying, hey, Carrie, there's a big signpost here. You need to look over here. And this is not to make my mom wrong or bad by any means. Um, This is just to recognize that exploring the mother wound is a ripe territory. There is a lot in there. And so as I started exploring that, I started realizing some things. And I, what I was seeing was that, um, you know, the behavior that was going on in my family was, was largely because my mom was in a space in her life where she was feeling really um, insecure, fearful without my dad. She'd had my dad by her side for like 44 years, 45 years. She was feeling very um, alone and scared and not in her power at all. And what I know about a woman who's a matriarch in a family that feels powerless is that there's a lot of dynamics that unfold out of that powerlessness that are painful to experience. And this is one of the reasons why... um, I think I was called to experience this because this is really what's been happening on the planet for thousands of years. Women have been called out of their power. They've been um, suppressed and um, abused and, you know, almost treated like property and having no rights in many parts of the world. And we have just started in the United States to experience um, the liberation of the, of the feminine. And, um, you know, I remember one of my first teachers said to me, um, she teaches, uh, Heather Ashamara teaches uh, warrior, warrior goddess wisdom. And she said to me, well, you know, Carrie, when, um, when women start to speak their truth at first, it's not very elegant, you know, because it's been pent up, you know, and it's been suppressed. It's so true. And, and so many of us have lived such masculine lives that we don't even know how to tap into the feminine. I had a, a listener message me a question for you, Carrie, and that question is that the Lakota tradition is typically considered a masculine tradition, and the white buffalo calf woman definitely is more of that feminine nature. How does this work apply to the men or the masculine as well? Oh, this work applies to the masculine because we're all born in a mother. So this is, um, there's a, a really early chapter in the book that talks about, this was, you know, this is channeled information. So I'm learning as well as I'm writing this book. Um, but what was happening was um, when you're in a woman's body, like a woman's body has a womb. And when a baby is formed inside the womb, what happens is the baby is learning instantly. The moment the baby is being formed in the, in the womb, its consciousness is being formed 
By what? By the environment. What's the environment? The womb, the womb of the woman, the woman's consciousness. So whatever the woman, the mother, has experienced in her life and whatever's been passed to her ancestrally from all of her thousands of years of ancestors, their experiences, their traumas, their gifts, you know, their wisdom, everything is now part of this baby's consciousness because we're all formed with ancestral DNA. And so, um, and all the thoughts inside of you, they are not like invisible, unheard, unregistered thoughts. And this is what we're learning as people become more psychic. We're realizing that, um, you know, your thoughts don't just stay inside your head. You know, they're perceived outside of you. They're also perceived inside of you by a budding life form. So um, this can make mothers feel really uncomfortable at this moment. And I want to just take a moment of grace for a deep breath and to say that this is all by design. So this is nothing to start going back over and going, oh, no, I really screwed up because I know what I was thinking about and how I was feeling and everything like that. And I hadn't healed this and I hadn't healed that. And then my baby was stewing in that. No, just take a moment and take a breath. Everything is fine. It's all perfectly perfect aligned for us to grow. It's an ingenious system for making sure that a child emerges into the world, knowing about the world that they are emerging into without even having seen it before. So there's nothing wrong here. And we can lift the system. So that's why this information is coming out at this time, because when we're conscious of it, we can bring consciousness to it. We can lift the entire matrix of it and we can be more intentional with it, which brings us a different outcome, which is what we're all looking for on earth right now, right? A different outcome. Yes, absolutely. This is Carrie Hummingbird, and she is the author of Love is Fierce. This effort to elevate love is generational because healing the patterns caused by the mother wound takes time, persistence, and dedication from women who are warriors of love. Carrie's mother is one of these women. She is one of these women. And you need to see the greater context to appreciate that your mother's generation did their part to lift you to the place where you can now have greater expectations of love for yourself and your children. You are able to experience nuance and refinement in the conversation of love to the degree to which your ancestors dug into the work to heal the layers of the mother wound they were addressing. In the larger conversation, you are healing the mother wound of your relationship to Mother Earth. No matter what body you're in during this incarnation, you are fully a part of the consciousness of Mother Earth. You are born of her earth, fire, water, and air. You are a product of the human collective programming that we are transitioning now for the survival of the species into the age of Aquarius. These are words specifically from Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. Uh, Carrie is the international number one best-selling author of The Second Wave, as well. So you might want to pick up both of these books. You can find out more about her at carriehummingbird.com or motherwoundbook.com. I'd also like to mention that after the show, you can head on over to stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. I'm now doing a show Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays at Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. You can find the banner on the middle of the 1111 Talk Radio show page where I invite other individuals in to speak and have more casual conversations that you can actually participate in. We've been having a lot of fun because you can comment, you can ask questions, uh, receive answers, or share your own wisdom. So definitely join me. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 1230 Eastern as we explore everything from the RV effect to the illuminated man to many different individuals that are sharing their light and love 
on the planet. In addition, all of the archives for 1111 Talk Radio are always up, and this wisdom is timeless, as you can hear from from the words of Carrie Hummingbird. The conversations that I have here are to impact and broaden your mind, to open your heart, and to expand your consciousness so that you may live a life of greater humanity and empowerment. In addition, I want to mention BetterHelp, betterhelp.com forward slash 11 is giving 10% off for the first for your first month to have any sort of support that you might need. They'll match you with a counselor and your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. And there is a broad range of expertise available, which might not be available in your local area. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11 to get 10% off your first free month. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website, read their testimonials. They are uh, having so many people join that they are actually also recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Once again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash 11. We'll be right back with Carrie Hummingbird and her new book, Love is Fierce. I hope you'll join us. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. 
Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. I am here today with my guest, Carrie Hummingbird, who has been on before when we talked about her best-selling book, The Second Wave. She has just released Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound, and it is a beautiful book to support you in moving through this very deep and rich work that not only supports your family, yourself, your children, your lineages, your seven generations back and your seven generations forward, but it is integral to supporting Mother Earth at this time as well. Uh, you can find out more about Carrie at CarrieHummingbird.com or you can go to MotherWoundBook.com. In addition, she does a sacred circle for healing the mother wound and a new circle is beginning on the 21st of this month. So I invite you to check out either website and find out more about that circle. Carrie, as you were talking in response to the listener's question, uh, we do come in in that body that marinates And we take it into our physiology, and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that so much of what we gain, it's in the physiology. It's before the emotional body's developed, before the mental body is developed. And so there are many sensations, feelings, memories, things that are imprinted into us uh, upon coming into a physical body. And you were talking uh, during the break about how quiet you had to get to really hear uh, white buffalo calf woman and very, very still. And that, too, is so much of this work to heal the mother, at least for myself, that is the process that I had to go through personally, uh, was to get very, very quiet and very, very still because it is a very soft voice. Finding those wounds, the pain may feel very loud and very extreme, and we may go through a lot uh, when we're not really digging into the experience of what the true wound is, but the wisdom and the gathering of information and the healing is often a very soft-spoken word or sensation that we have to tap into. Talk a little bit about the subtlety of this work. Absolutely. Yes, it's um, it's not only subtle, it's far-reaching. So it's um, like, what thread do you want to pick up? You know, the impact of the mother wound is everywhere. So... Um, I started with working with the earth because the earth is such a powerful energy to work with. She's like, I, I think of her as the physical, um, visual, tangible representation of divine mother love. You know, here she is. She's giving us our bodies. She's giving us food. She's giving us water. She's giving us everything. So for me, it was easier to tap in to this idea of connecting with mother earth as connecting with divine mother and in working with the earth helped me to work with my own body and my own experience inside of me. It was like um, there's a tradition I'm in from the Peruvian uh, Andes Mountains, the, uh, the Incan path, the Caro Shaman path, where they work with stones, medicine stones. And the medicine stones represent different aspects of what you're going through in your body. And so I would literally just be working with this and working with stone energy and just holding the stones in my hands and just meditating and getting still and asking the question, you know, why is this thing happening to me? Why is this challenge? You know, so something would be loud, like you said, like painful and loud and it would get my attention. And then I would bring that in to myself and bring it down deep inside of myself and be still and be with all the feelings that were arising and everything that was coming up for me from that experience Maybe I had some really deep emotions about it. Maybe I had questions about it. Maybe I noticed myself defensive about it. 
Maybe I noticed my heart was closing. Maybe I noticed my throat was getting tight. Maybe I noticed um, that my, my head just felt all congested. And so then I would just sit with my stones and sit with this feeling and sit on the earth and be with the mother and just ask, you know, what is here for me now? And I know it's relevant. I know it's pertinent. I know it's important because I know I'm in the container of writing this book. I'm in the the space of, of producing this message. So everything has meaning. And so I sat in that space of everything has meaning and let it work me. And always after a while, things would loosen up. The, you know, the painful, loud attention getting <laughs> thing would loosen. And then underneath it, I would witness another layer of, of, you know, um, of defense, of shielding, of, of like, ooh, I don't want to go there. And go deep in, even underneath that. And go keep deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until the, I would have something that made sense to me and felt like it was in flow and felt open and felt lighter and felt good and felt like I was loved and cherished and maybe some tears would come out. And so that's how I would know, like, okay, that is, that's the message I need to share. And um, as I've gone through and shared the messages in the book, this is how I got those messages and people are resonating with them because it's um, it's almost like I have, by listening like that, we can have the ability to tap into um, the experience and then put words to it, words that make sense, that describe it. Because it's something that we all are going through when we say yes to this, this deepening. Yeah, one of the, the statements that uh, I wrote in my first book was that we are experience experiencing itself. And mm-hmm. ultimately, that's what it's about. It is about being the experience. Earlier in the show, you talked about how we gestate in the womb and we soak all of that up. And in describing your experience of holding the stone and being with the uh, sensations and everything that rose up, even to the point of the tear it, it felt almost like you were allowing it to go back into the womb. And I want to read a passage that I really love from your book. When a woman has prepared her vessel for the sacred and learned to pray through herself every day, she is a conduit of the power of the great spirit. Certainly, depending on the level of toxicity within her womb, a woman can misuse this power for manipulation, control, or self-aggrandizing prayers. And in this phase of healing and transition into the age of the Aquarius, Women will falter until they learn the self-awareness needed to avoid this misuses of power, healing a woman's chanunpat and liberating it from the passed down patterns of suffering is necessary at this time. And that is what this book is about. It's about healing the mother womb. I love how you talk about in the book, preparing the vessel and staying in that place of prayer, especially if a woman is pregnant with a child, that that is the space that really allows that child to remain in the essence of who they are intended to come in as, rather than uh, placing our stories or our fears or our imprints upon that child in an unconscious, casual way of just going on throughout our day. Talk a little bit about being the sacred vessel and, and praying ourselves up to hold that level of energy, whether it is a child or a a new business or a creation or uh, even a vision for the world that we are holding, how do we hold that in the center of our bodies and pray it up every single day? Well, regular practice, you know, and awareness, you know, and and this gets back to my initial training, which was um, the Toltec wisdom 
um, given to us by Don Miguel Ruiz of the four agreements. And the four agreements are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and do your best. And that's really what being a mom is all about. You know, it's being impeccable with our word. It's, it's knowing that all of our words have impact that our words are actually weaving the web of life that we're experiencing. And if we're pregnant or have children and they're around us, it's weaving the web of life that they're experiencing. And I'm aware that as we speak, we're weaving the web of life for others who are listening and, and people have conscious choice. They can say yes or no. And yet we're making an invitation of a worldview. And so every single time we're using our word, we are weaving that web. And so we need to be conscious about what web we're weaving what are we creating from the words we're speaking? Do we create love? Do we create possibility and joy and adventure? Or are we creating something else that maybe we may choose not to experience? And then, you know, not taking it personally. This is one of the biggest aspects of being a mother is having really good boundaries. Because, um, you know, if we take it personally that, you know, I, I think there's this, there's this perfectionism or this, sickness of wanting perfection in a mother of like, I want my child to be perfect. I want to be the perfect mother and I want everything to be perfect and there's nothing amiss. And, and so I don't want to contribute to that, that, that idea at this moment. I would like to say that, um, you are the perfect mother for your child, even if you're completely unconscious and you screw up completely, (laughs) you are the perfect mother for your child. Absolutely. There is no, there's nothing amiss. And we are learning and we're evolving. And so we have the opportunity to um, bring more consciousness and more intention to ourselves and to our children and what, what we're cr- contributing to them. And um, the reason I say this is because there's this, I notice within myself, this narcissistic mother that I didn't want my child to be imperfect according to the world. Like the world has ideas about what successful young men look like. And I wanted my son to look like that so that I wouldn't be looking like a bad mother. So there's a way we have to hold very strong boundaries around our children look the way they look. Their life path is the way it is. The lessons they're experiencing are the way that they are. And that's why the do do your best you know, agreement is so helpful because we're just doing our best in every single moment. We're bringing our heart forward, dropping into our heart as much as we can in that moment. Maybe one day we can drop into our heart 10% because it's been a really tough day. Maybe another day we can drop all the way down and give agape love, and that's a beautiful day. All of it's beautiful. So I just want to say, like, this, um, we have to detach our own identity and our own ideas about what is perfect from the journey that this little soul that's inside of you is coming here to have, because it's quite possible they're coming here to have exactly the journey that you're delivering by being exactly who you are and the person you are on your own learning journey. They're coming here to be part of that. So there's nothing amiss. I hope that I can clears just, some things up. <laughs> I can hear a deep sigh of relief <laughs> spreading across <laughs> the lands and also a sense of, of acceptance because I think we do have to be willing to to be in a state of acceptance for ourselves wherever we are. And the worst thing that we can do is turn around and blame ourselves or shame ourselves into, oh, I could, should have done better, I could have done better because that only imprints it back again to the child. You write in the book, 
it's the mothers that are going to really turn the tide of the planet because of our capacity to feel powerful love for our children. Be courageous enough to let your child sit in the stench of his coyotes as you shower him with love. Let your child witness his stubbornness to receive, to act, to speak. Let him witness his self-destruction in the face of your clear boundaries and your undying love. Don't rescue him from his pain and be there to hold his hand. That is very powerful. Yeah, it's bringing tears to my eyes because it's, um, you know, it was inspired by the everything that was happening with me and my oldest son. You know, I think um, I love both of my sons so much. And sometimes there's something in the relationship with a child that is is able to just grab your whole heart, you know, just like almost wrestle it right out of your chest. And that's my older son for me. He's really able to do that. I don't know how or why, but he is able to do that. And so he's brought me to my knees many times um, about loving myself and having boundaries and loving him. I remember one time he said to me, he said, Mom, it's like you're trying to unwrap my gift. He said, but that's my gift. This is my life. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to unwrap my gift for me. I'll unwrap it when I'm ready. That was such mm. a powerful lesson for me as a psychic. You know, that, hey, stay out of his way. He's learning. Don't teach him. Don't show him all that where all the Easter eggs are. Like, let him go find them. Oh, that's powerful. Out of the mouths of babes. Mm. White buffalo calf woman. Uh, Gay said that the sacred pipe is one of the gifts that she bestows on the Lakota people. It is an external representation of what happens by alchemy inside of every woman. The bowl of the pipe is the woman's womb. Tobacco goes into the bowl of the pipe externally because protection and strong medicine go into the woman's womb for effective prayers. Prayers and blessings go into the tobacco that enters the pipe in the outer world because prayers and blessings are what is needed to birth beautiful creations from a woman's womb. The smoke from the bowl of the pipe must travel through the will center, heart and throat with intention of the mind, third eye, and open connection to the great spirit before it's released out into the world. Just so, a woman who is walking, Chanumpa, must bring her creations up from her womb through her will center, her heart, and her throat to be expressed by her words into the world. This is from Carrie Hummingbird's book, Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Womb. It is... Uh, guided through the embodiment of white buffalo calf woman. You can find out more about Carrie at CarrieHummingbird.com or go to MotherWoundBook.com. You would also like to check out the sacred circle for the mother uh, mother wound that she is doing. That's uh, The next one starts on the 21st of February, and she starts a new circle every three months. So definitely get on her news list and check her out on social media. Pick up your copy of Love is Fierce, and while you're at it, go ahead and order the second wave. In addition, I want to mention that uh, I have a new segment that is after 1111 Talk Radio, and it is on stereo, and it is an opportunity for me to bridge more people together. 1111 Talk Radio is about bringing you the teachers, the speakers, the authors, and the information that you have been seeking to support your own personal growth and healing for your own empowerment. This, the Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111 segment is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays at 1230 Eastern, and it is introducing you to others just like you that are living their light. We are all here to shine our light. We are all here to spread our wisdom. It's time for friends to meet friends, so I hope you will join me. 
for the after parties on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 1230, just go to Stereo.com forward slash Simran1111 and join us for our conversations on men, on love, on life, on light, and on how we each move through the experience ourselves. Again, come right back and we will talk a little bit more with Carrie Hummingbird on Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. Be right back. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. My guest, Carrie Hummingbird, would tell you that it's time to rebuild the sacred hoop of humanity and that to do your part, you must heal the mother wound within you, reconnect to the divine mother earth, and step confidently forward with your soul purpose. The book she has written, Love is Fierce, is for you to heal your relationship with your mother and the planet and for mothers to open their hearts wide with agape love. Embodying agape love requires great wisdom to see the coyotes at work, the mischief makers that will wreak havoc in your home and bring drama and suffering. As a mother, you cannot be afraid to confront these coyotes and call them out in yourself and your children. Expose them, feel the discomfort and shame and blame and all the tricks that keep you from fully embodying agape love. 
Fearlessly walk through the shadows and demonstrate your strength and love and your faith that all is well, even if it looks like a huge mess. This is from the book Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. You can find out more about her at motherwoundbook.com or carriehummingbird.com. I really appreciate your vulnerability, your sensitivity, and your willingness to show uh, your emotion in the last segment, because I think that one thing that has been one of the issues for many women is that they hold their pain in secret. They don't realize that we are all here for a specific purpose right now and that it takes a strong stomach to be a mother, that we we hold the pain in a different way than perhaps men do, and that we're here to steward our children in a completely new way that perhaps the mothers that have come before us didn't know how. Talk a little bit about uh, these mischief makers that show up in our lives that really not only are here to exalt themselves to be who they are, but in a sense, they also grow us up and they help us to realize our alignment towards agape love or the divine mother. Absolutely. Well, you know, the biggest coyotes show up in your family of origin, you know, so they're the, you know, this is, this is like the cosmic play, right? I feel like um, what's so interesting about life on this planet with Mother Earth as our teacher is that she can, because she's in everybody's body, you know, I mean, our bodies are made of her, so she's in all of us. So she can really inspire just about any kind of behavior out of any person. <laughs> and um, if you're not, not really savvy to that, you can get caught up in it. And, uh, and that's how you get, you, you know, you, your behavior serves as a catalyst for somebody else's lesson. And uh, you start to see that in play. Like I've started noticing that. It's like, wow, okay, there's a moment here. I'm being used in some way for this person's lesson. And then I'm also seeing my own shadows. So everything is useful for both parties in every interaction. So uh, your, your family of origin, of course, is the most vulnerable because these are the people that you are, you know, that you, you're born with and you grow up and your first identity, your entire identity of who you are can be so challenged by people who are your closest people. Uh, so I definitely have had some coyotes in my own life and it's really about expectation, so normally, um, these lessons I've noticed are around expectation. So if you expect a person to show up a certain way, like I, you know, we all expect our mother to be very loving, supportive, and kind, and always generous and listening. There's expectations we have about the mother, but sometimes they don't show up like that, and then those expectations aren't met, and then we face all the shadows within ourselves that this person's not meeting our expectations, and actually, all of this is for a realignment. So. You can imagine that when my dad passed away, um, my mom started behaving in ways that did not meet my expectation. She was not acting the way she was when she was when my dad was around. She was she was really letting it loose, you know, and uh, she was letting it fly. You know, whatever she wanted to do, she was doing it, and she was like, you know, because she's in pain, and she just probably didn't have the energy to 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 do um, anything different than what was happening. But that really hurt me deeply. Um, those, that those things were happening really hurt me. And so um, I could hold a grudge, right? I could hold a grudge against my mother and I could project all of my pain out and say that she's um, to blame for everything and I, I'm a victim of it and I'm a victim of my family acting the way they're acting because of that leadership. I could say that. And definitely I did for a little while. 
And then when I started this work, um, like Buffalo Calf Mama was calling me up. She said, what's in it for you? Why is this? Ha- why did why did your mother need to be used in this way for you? And that was a whole new lens. I thought, oh, so in other words, my mother is having to act this way because I need a lesson. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I would like to learn my lesson so she doesn't have to act this way for me anymore. So it's like this idea of soul agreements. And what I started seeing then was my own shadows. I started seeing my entitlement. I had such a deep entitlement. And largely this is because my dad was such a beautiful provider. He provided without expectation. He just gave and gave and gave. And so I had this entitlement. And I see it in my family. This entitlement, this expectation of getting. Um, there, that's just one example of things that I found within myself when I realized, oh, she's acting the way she's acting because the Divine Mother is inspiring her to act that way for me so I can learn an important lesson about life and I can show up differently. So all of these Carrie, lessons are turned back in, you know? Yeah, Carrie, what's really being modeled right here, and I want to point it out in case in case anyone's not getting it, is is that we have to be absolutely courageous, fierce, and radically honest with ourselves as to who we're being. Because unless we're willing to own those things like narcissism or entitlement or any of the shadow realm, we're going to continue carrying this mother wound and inflicting it upon those around us. Yeah, it's like um, we're not helpless, you know, and here's the cool thing now on, you know, it's painful facing that, right? Like it was very painful to see myself, like I had been accusing my mom of being narcissistic for years, right, on my on my healing path. And then all of a sudden I was realizing, oh, wait a second, I'm also being narcissistic. Oh my goodness. So I had to go inside and, and look at that with love, of course, and, and grace and to look at that in myself and see where it came from and see how I could shift myself to be in better integrity. And so this is really about coming into integrity, which isn't like um, the lower vibration of integrity, which is um, calling somebody out on their integrity because they're just really not up to snuff. You know, that's judgment. This is more like the integrity of I'm allowing myself to be refined into a higher state of being that, um, that gives grace to myself and others that we're on a learning journey. And that if I learn this particular lesson and bring this medicine in, that I will be stronger, which is ultimately integrity, the integrity of the vehicle that I am, making it strong and powerful and that I can be in love um, in my fullest expression. So um, that's really been the journey. It's been so the book has a lot of little chapters that explore a lot of different um, sneaky little coyotes that show up in our lives, and uh, they show up. Be- other people, you know, are magically used for this purpose in our lives, and so we can project everything on them uh, as if it's their fault. And they're just doing this to us, and then then the the invitation is to turn it back with yourself and go, okay, well, there's there's a big lesson in here for me because otherwise it wouldn't be showing up for me. Exactly. And what you were modeling just now was one of the sections of being right to going into curiosity. You have another one that is criticism to confidence. And uh, I'd love for you to share a little bit more with the listeners in regard to to the confidence aspect. Yes. Um, you know, confidence is an inner assurance. It's an inner knowing. And in my own journey, um, I was looking outside of myself or for external validation 
to help myself feel confident um, in others' eyes. So if, if my mother, for example, could approve of me and validate me by, by understanding me and celebrating me, then I could feel confident. Or if I could get um, enough A's and enough degrees and uh, to prove you know, or enough likes or follows on social media or whatever it is to prove how much other people resonate with what I'm saying that I can be confident. That's, that's the, that's the shadow of confidence. And so what we're going into is self-assurance, which is a resting back into and trusting the knowing that's coming from that quiet voice within you, trusting that that's right. Even if nobody else on the planet ever gets it, understands it, resonates with it, even if everybody tells you you're absolutely crazy, you don't know what you're talking about, knowing what you know inside of you and fully knowing it and embracing it, that is, that's self-assurance, that's true confidence. And it doesn't really matter what anybody else says or thinks. And it takes, a, it took me like, till 51 to get there you know so it's not an easy path it's I think that it's something we claim for ourselves and it's part of that awakening to our soul's wisdom most definitely as you move through the mother wound book that Carrie has written you will learn about moving from competition to celebration from seriousness to playfulness and how to even rebirth yourself there's so much jam-packed into this book that it truly is a beautiful guide to deepening into yourself and to healing, restoring the matriarchal balance. As humanity shifts into the age of Aquarius, the opportunity is granted to you to restore matriarchal balance in your microcosm of the macrocosm. Just as love is a river flowing through the heart, divine mother energy is also a river of vibration that can flow through you to heal your heart and bring comfort, resiliency, Wisdom, compassion, and guidance to your life and the lives of those you meet. When you act on the suggestions of Carrie throughout this book, you signal the Divine Mother that you are ready to heal your mother wound. And as you heal your mother wound, you allow the Divine Mother to flow through you with wisdom that heals the masculine energies in and around you as well. And this liberates your children from the old paradigms. I invite you to Meet Carrie Hummingbird. If you do not, explore her website, carriehummingbird.com. Explore this book. You can go to the motherwoundbook.com to find out more about the book and also the Mother Wound Circle that is starting on the 21st uh, or other circles that will be beginning. And start to do the work inside to heal your mother wound because love is fierce. Uh, next week, my guest is Jean Adrian, and we're going to be talking about true love, finding your soulmate and drawing it in through the law of attraction and the work that you can do to bring that love to you. Definitely join me with Jean. In addition, I hope you'll join me in just a little bit. Just switch on over to Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. I'm going to be talking to Katie McManus today, and we're going to go into all kinds of things. We're going to go through the dragon's eye, as she says, and we're going to explore what it's like to go from teaching school to teaching humanity. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Zimron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.